And now, I'd like to show my love by making for you a Quebec pizza. What's that? Pop tart with the ketchup. She's good. Daniel Parmac, San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Ba-la-la-la. It's showtime. This is Old School at the Movies, episode 182 for April 19th, 2020. Old School at the Movies is brought to you by the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Check out some great shows like Wrestling Cheers, The Eurovision Showcase, and All Beer Inside. Welcome back to Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I'm your host, Mr. Old School. Before we get to the panel this week, let's get into the contact information. OldSchoolMovies2 at gmail.com is your email address to send us your questions, your reviews, anything you want to discuss. And we are also accessible on Twitter via OldMovies.net. That's OldMoviesDOTnet. Hashtag OSATM. Our panelists this week, we've got Mr. Heavy Set. Oh, Mr. Justin. Do I, can I, can yes. I say your full name? I, just Justin? Well, if you follow me on Twitter, it's clearly there. I, I don't hide behind the name anymore. It's Justin no S. Murs. Murs. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Carp's on the show, too. Howdy. All right. uh, I don't hide, hide behind my real name either because everybody knows what it is. They yes. It on first name shows. Killer, last name Carpe. Yes. Diem. Carpe Diem, to be exact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're here, and uh, it's actually Justin uh, Season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it? Got uh, it. Is well. Justin uh, Winter. All right. so let's, uh, I guess, uh, end of the year review? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we well, doing if you'd let me say it. <laughs> it's not your show yet. Oh, Tin Can's uh, flailing around there. Okay, this is our year-end review of the year 2019. So we're going to discuss our top five movies of this year. Uh, we're also going to discuss... Discuss our biggest disappointment of the year, along with a couple movies we're looking forward to in the new decade. All right, who wants to start? Heavy set or carp? I like carp. All right, we'll allow carp Woo-hoo. to start with his uh, top five. All right, we're going to do some quick honorable mentions. If we had done a top 10, they'd be Go on my it. list. We got Six Underground, which is the most Michael Bayest Bay movie ever on uh, Netflix original. Uh, Ready or Not, Shazam, Detective Pikachu, Brightburn, and Good Boys were all good movies this year, but they didn't crack my top five. Starting at number five, Avengers Endgame. It was, I mean, it was Avengers. It was a good way to close out, but Infinity War was better in my opinion. And there was other movies that came out this year were a lot better, such as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you're a Tarantino fan, this is exactly what is coming out of Tarantino. And for those who have seen it, uh, the twist at the end is amazing versus what happened in reality. Do you find it was a little uh, too no. slow paced, though? Uh, it, it's a Tarantino movie. It's supposed to be slow paced. Okay. And then you have like explosive parts here and there. And, and yeah, and I agree. Th- and those explosive parts were really entertaining. I mean, even just the banter back and forth was great too. Yeah, no, it was a great movie. And I highly suggest you all see it. Uh, I personally, there's supposed to be a four or five hour cut out there. Uh, I'm going to check it out. There's also rumors that they're going to be doing a uh, Netflix style Once Upon a Time Hollywood series. So, but that's rumor. Either way, great movie. It's Tarantino at, at one of his best, not his best. His best to me was, uh, yeah, the Nazi one. 
Those <laughs> words are escaping <laughs> me. Glorious right Bastards, yeah. Glorious Bastards. That was my personally my favorite out of all of them. Uh, my number three is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Great movie, great follow-up for Endgame. The whole uh, like story of of how the bloop happened and how all people reappeared, and then just developing the storyline. It's kind of cheesy what happened in the end of how Mysterio was created, but it's almost almost kind of like it is in the comic books in a sense. Like he's a tech illusionist and not like a magic illusionist. Uh, super enjoyable. We've all seen Spider-Man: Far From Home. I think we all gave it pretty good reviews. Super enjoyable movie. Thankfully, so- Sony stopped being a bitch, and we're going to get Marvel Spider-Man back in the Marvel Universe. Uh, number two, Us. That's a classic right there. What does I Got Five on it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. <laughs> Can't believe how big they've got. You hear Gabe got a boat? <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh yeah. Where's Jason? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. Which I scare a family. Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. Or we kill them. I mean, uh, just watching this trailer gives me, like, goosebumps. Heebie-jeebies? Yeah. Yeah, no. uh, I mean, the trailer basically set the tone for what the movie was. It started out nice, light, family-oriented, and then just got darker and more twisted. And then you're wondering what the twist is going to be. Then the twist happens. You're like, oh, shit, that's insane. (laughs) The ending was, I saw it coming at one point. I don't think everybody else did. uh, But it was still a super great movie. Jordan Peele kills it as a writer director in horror uh i'm looking forward to that series he does with al pacino about the nazi hunters that is going to be on amazon prime i believe uh jordan feels awesome the actors and actresses they had playing the young uh youngish african-american family all great actors super creepy parts 
and the whole like you have a twin underground somewhere. I'm like, what? That's crazy. So uh, yeah, I haven't heard of that as a concept. So I mean, it's it's fucking it's original. Uh, were there a lot of jump scares? Uh, there was a couple that got me. Not a lot. Uh, it's just stuff like they're driving, and then all of a sudden, like one of the evil twins jumps on the hood of the car out of nowhere, like they were in a tree or something. A couple of jump scares, not a lot, but like the psychological twist ending is fantastic. And I mean, to catch you in a jump scare, being you know uh, someone who's watched a ton of these movies and usually probably can catch it coming before, right? Uh, yeah, they're getting better with hiding the jump scare. It's like. Oh, it's supposed to be here. I'm like, oh, it didn't happen. And then a few seconds later, I'm like, oh, shit, you sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Us, super great movie. Came out early in the season. That's why a lot of people probably started to forget about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it came out back in March. So people are going to forget about it. Amazing acting all around. Definitely check this out if you're into horror or if you want to see like a psychological dark thriller. Check it out. And then my number one, which I said in the previous episode is Jojo Rabbit. Master Jojo, you're a top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, ambush techniques, zim blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Hitler. I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. (laughs) Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. what I am. Say A Jew. Gesundheit. Sheesh. That was intense. What am I going to do? No idea. Got it. I will negotiate. Burn down the house and blame Winston Churchill. Or negotiate. If I tell on you, you'll be in big trouble. They'll never win. Love is the strongest thing in the world. Your mother took me in. She's kind. She treats me like a person. You two seem to be getting on well. She doesn't seem like a bad person. I'm the enemy. You're not a Nazi. Jojo, you're a ten-year-old kid who likes dressing up in a funny uniform and wants to be part of a club. Oh, God. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi. <laughs> Carp Jojo Rabbit, number one of the year. Yeah, loved it. Uh, emotional, funny. That chubby kid who's like, oh, hi, Jojo. He's like going to be an up-and-coming actor as well, Jojo. Uh, Scarlett Johansson just shows how good of an actress she is, where she's acting as a Nazi, like a German mother who's pretending to like be with the Nazis to her own son. It's it's her, her acting is layered. Taiwa Waitiki as Hitler is fucking hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> you like, you don't want to laugh at Hitler, but he's such a good, like he plays uh, 
JoJo's imaginary friend who's played, you know, who's Hitler, essentially. Yeah. And uh, yeah, even, <laughs> like, he's yeah. so good. Like, just the moments of JoJo and, and the young Jewish girl, like, starting to develop a, a deeper friendship yeah. where, you know, he's starting to fall in love with her. But he's also like, am I a Nazi? Am I not? I don't know what's going on. Like, a, a kid questioning his fanaticism to what it truly is. It's very deep, emotional, hilarious at points, dramatic. The acting's amazing, from Rebel Wilson to Sam Rockwell. Steven Merchant's uh, in this. Yeah, that's so many yeah. good names. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, and you want to see, in my opinion, the best movie of the year, go see Jojo Rabbit. And uh, my girlfriend and I were watching it yesterday, and we're just like, this is such a, a movie that Carp would like, just because it's you know, off color and not politically correct at all, but also a great feel good movie and a good story to it. Like impactful, like uh, all emotions come out in this movie. hundred percent. Oh, I also forgot to get, uh, I only remembered, but on my honorables was peanut butter Falcon. I also want to see that this year. All right, cool. All right. Heavy set. It's now on to you. Let's get your top five for 2019. Um, let me see. First, I'll start off with honorable mentions. I didn't really do that originally, but I did have the benefit of writing out every movie that I, I seen in 2019. I think Stuber deserves an honorable mention. So does Scary Stories is Tell in the Dark, Glass, and I'll, I'll give it a little nod. I hope it gets more, but uh, uh, Escape Room, it was a movie I kind of forgot came out yeah. this year, and then once again came out early, early in the year. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I hope there's a sequel. So going into my top five, I, I wanted number five to be my favorite horror movie i seen this year, and I was actually surprised as many that i actually seen. And I went with, uh, it was a sequel, and hopefully maybe the end of the series, but Happy Death Day to you. I thought yeah. that was a, a very fun movie. I, I love the original, the first one, and uh, two wasn't two wasn't that bad. I think it, it was definitely went into more of a, a sci-fi than just regular horror, but I, I still had fun. I thought it was, thought it was good. Number four, I went with toy story four. I thought, mm. uh, this got a lot of attack of like being unnecessary and all that kind of stuff. But I thought I kind of liked how it ended over three. I think three was good, but four added that little bit layer of like, sometimes, you know, these toys, they have to give up. They do have to find some place to, not necessarily end their life like they're going to die, but they can't be just a regular toy anymore. So doing what they did in that movie, I was a huge, huge fan. Number three for me was Good Boys. I think Good Boys was is a movie that touched me just because it reminded me a lot of friendships that I've had throughout the years and some that I yeah. kind of even have now to where, you know, at one point we were really close and then you find some reasons where you you grow and you get older and you're no longer as close as you, as you used to be, but you'll still hold those memories and a little bit of those friendships uh, close to you. So that's why I, I had to put it on this list. And I, I went in going thinking, oh, this is just going to be a, a younger version of Superman. I think that's kind of what we talked about. But then everything happened in the movie and for some reason went way more over the top. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, like it made it even, even more hilarious. So that's why it is my number three and uh, number two. Hello, neighbor. Hey, I'm looking for Fred Rogers. In here. 
It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hello, neighbor. Mr. Rogers, I'm here to interview you. It is so nice to meet you. You okay? Profiling Mr. Rogers. Lloyd, please don't ruin my childhood. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? We are trying to give the world positive ways of dealing with their feelings. Yeah? Like what? There are many things you can do. You can play all the lowest keys on a piano at the same time. You love broken people like me. Sometimes we have to ask for help. And that's okay. I think the best thing we can do is to let people know um, that each one of them is precious. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks. The biopic of Mr. Fred Rogers. Um, you're going to notice if you you remember or recall what my list was last year, there's a little bit of a, a deja vu, and uh, for, for good reason. So last year, my number two spot was Won't You Be My Neighbor? And that was kind of the beginning of me getting really, really interested in Mr. Rogers. And since then, you know, I've been to Pittsburgh. I went to his hometown. I went to his uh, tomb where he is, uh, not necessarily buried, but where he, his body is at. And I, I've just, just delved in, into that world. I, this movie was was great for me. It tells you, it told me like a lot of stuff that I knew they put in a lot of stuff kind of from the documentary, but not like necessarily on purpose. They're like, oh, these are like some important facts about Mr. Rogers, so they're going to be thrown in there. Um, I do have the issue that I don't look at Tom Hanks and think Mr. Rogers, but the the thing that translated where his acting came in, came in play was the compassion of Mr. Rogers was there, and I, that's what I just thoroughly loved about it. Do you think it. anybody could have really pulled him off? No. No, that's uh, well, what I actually, thought, no, too. No, let me, actually, let me rephrase that. The movie that they did, no. But if they would have tried to make a movie when he was younger, I will always say Jim Parsons is the perfect actor. I don't know how he is personally, but I've watched a video of Mr. Rogers like in Congress talking, and he has the same speech pattern, the same soothingness of his voice like that Jim Parsons can can do and it'll almost sound eerily similar to mr rogers but they went older so obviously they they weren't going to have him into that spot but it was still to me i love there's some little 
little things of the movie that I loved that I didn't necessarily like, this is how they were going to do the movie. They were going to throw in these little elements. This is, this is awesome. And they end the movie with Mr. Rogers, um, very famous speech that he told many times about, you know, taking, you know, like one minute of, of time to think about people that loved you into loving and, you know, like where you wouldn't be where you are today if it wasn't for them. And throwing that in the movie was awesome. Yeah. I thoroughly loved it. I can't wait till it comes out. I'm buying, I know I'm buying it digitally. The documentary I think was better, but I think that's just because there's a lot of real Mr. Rogers there. And they do find ways in this movie to show you like some of his maybe issues that he kind of had and the struggles that he went through. Like he wasn't necessarily perfect. Yeah. No, I think he captured the essence of it and I really enjoyed it myself. Um, I, I, yeah, apart from like a young Jim Parsons, I guess I just couldn't picture anybody pulling off that role like better than, uh, than he did. So, and also I'll throw out if anybody had, I don't know if I talked about it when the movie came out, there's, um, a really good podcast. And uh, I guess I think it's just a one-off series. They did 10 episodes and that's it uh, where it's called finding Fred. And it is really, really good. I mean, they don't just delve into uh, simple things with Mr. Rogers. They, they delve into a lot of, a lot of his complex thinking and like stories that people have. There's a, there's a, an episode that I highly recommend. You don't know if you want to just get a really good taste of it or like one of the best episodes for me was a, it was a episode called Beth. I won't go into detail, but it's about a little girl that Mr. Rogers uh, passed crossed in his life and like what had happened and all this kind of stuff. And it is it is so, so good because um, that's like that of everything that I've been down there. Like there's another Mr. Rogers podcast out there, but this one is is done better. And it seems like they just did 10 episodes and they're like, this is it. Like they just posted the last episode at the end of 2019. It it almost seems like a shame that he's getting all this appreciation so later, like after he's passed away, if this was only if podcasting or whatever, that documentary might've been done, you know, a few years before. That kind of gets talked about in the the podcast. The very first episode I've, I've something, it's something that I want to go back and revisit. Like I've redownloaded every episode, save them to where it's like, okay, if I ever want to go back and just revisit these, I can. And the, the first episode, it kind of talks about that. Like, why did it take so long? And so many words, and I think they do kind of say is they, they it's not necessarily 100% his fault or it's because of him. But, like, you look at the world that Donald Trump leads of just negativity and being an asshole. And I think, I mean, he's not 100%. I think social media is a huge, huge part of it. But it le- it leads to where we are now. And, you know, if Mr. Rogers would have lived another 20, 30 years, maybe he would have had a way to deal with all the stuff like within episodes because he was all, always with the show. Even though he had, he he was done with the show, he retired. Yeah. He was still finding like different ways for stuff like he retired before 9-11 and he came back and did one more thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he was living and still able to like walk around and everything. He'd probably have books written. He'd probably go out and do like yeah. uh, speaking engagements or something like that like i think he had a lot more to offer the world well yeah i mean and all the hardcore heavy stuff he talked about like assassinations and war and this like to be able to explain to a kid what that was and like on a level that they could get and comprehend and deal with i mean that that takes a just an amazing talent so yeah it was a great movie so well if you remember what my number one last year was it's not going to be hard to figure out 
Hey, Miss Potts. If you find this recording, don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. Just for the record, being adrift in space with zero promise of rescue is more fun than it sounds. Food and water ran out four days ago. Oxygen will run out tomorrow morning. That'll be it. When I drift off, I will dream about you. It's always you. Thanos did exactly what he said he was going to do. He wiped out 50% of all living creatures. We lost, all of us. We lost friends, we lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. This is the fight of our lives. This is gonna work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. We met a few years ago at the airport in Germany. Got dropped really big. Is this an old message? Ant-Man, Ant-Man, I know you know, I know you know that. It's the front door. That's me. Can you buzz me in? Avengers Endgame Heavy Sets number one for 2019. When you edit, do not edit out any of the only music parts for one reason and one reason only. The one of the, my favorite things over the past couple of years is when I, I i get a trailer that i'm really excited for and I, I get the trailer and i'm just so pumped for it i need to start this is one of the reasons why i start need to start doing a couple of like youtube live reactions and stuff because i'm always really animated and like very excited so I'll, I'll never forget watching this one and right there at the end where the music's building up and if you're watching the trailer the avenger symbol is coming together the, the avenger's name is, is uh, appears and then endgame I remember one of the biggest things coming into this movie was what is it called? Avengers? What? Like they said it was going to be called infinity war part two at first. And then they decided against it. So what are they going to call it? And there was a, a million different names for uh, what this could possibly be. And when that like finally showed up, I just got really excited because it was like cementing in like this, this is it. It's going to be Avengers end game. And much like my number two, I think the number one movie from last year was better, mainly because Infinity War was a Thanos movie. I was so pumped for a fucking Thanos movie. And every trailer for that, I absolutely loved. I go back. I just watched them recently and was like, got really excited for it because how much I love that. I don't get the same amount with Endgame, but, and this is a very big but, the third act of that movie, after the snap that brings everybody back spoiler alert because everybody's already seen it like everything from then on is amazing when thor uh it's just not thor when captain america gets thor's hammer i remember going nuts in the movie theater 
And then when everybody comes back and we get that big scene, I was <laughs> I was sitting there with anticipation, like he's gonna say it. He's finally gonna fucking say it. He's finally gonna fucking say it. And then that Avengers long, long, long pause and a very, very quiet assemble. I like it was one of those moments. I didn't care about anybody else in that fucking theater. I didn't wait for a reaction. I just started fucking clapping because I was so waiting for that moment. And it's because of that third act, because everything they did for 11 years in these movies, that's why it's num- it's going to be number one for me of the year. I was so, so pumped for it. And nothing can take that away. Like I said, Infinity War to me was a little better, but that's just because of a Thanos movie. And a lot of times I like when movies end on really good cliffhangers because it makes you think the movie's going to keep going. It's going to keep going. No cliffhanger. So you're actually left like, oh my God, there's so much more, so much more. And I remember last year, like I have to wait a year for uh, Endgame. Like I'm going to wait or at that time didn't know what it was. Like I'm going to wait. I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. And I, I think it delivered, and now we're entering into the Wild West when it comes to the MC of where they're going to go from here. So, a huge cap off for the first 11 years. And Endgame, I, I, I don't want to say it was perfect, but I don't know how much better you can end that that whole saga. The Infinity Saga was amazing. I'll save my uh, kind of tidbits there, but I agree with a lot of what you said. It was just that 11-year build, and it had moments like you said, Avengers Assemble, uh, like the the part where all the kind of dominant women character, they had their moment, Thor Hammer, you know, just to Thor me, that getting, it was the movie of moments. Like I said during the review, one of those pot spots that really got me a little bit was when Thor got to see his mom one more time. Yeah. And I think there was, a, there was a lot of moments like that for characters where Tony gets to see his dad one more time and kind of thank him. Obviously, it worked out for Cap, but you know he got to see Peggy one more time before he ended up going back. And I think everybody in theater, you were figuring, oh, he's going to go in there and say something, but he holds off. Yeah, and that was like a big whoa, like what's going on? Like why did he do that? And to get the ending that we did, I I perfectly get it. Captain America being my favorite Avenger, I was completely happy for him. So yeah, that's absolutely love that movie. All right, thank you very much, Heavy Set. My top five, uh, most of them have been mentioned, but I'm going to obviously re-mention them, give my quick uh, thoughts on it. My uh, honorable mention would be Terminator Dark Fate. I know it got a lot of heat, and uh, Carp uh, is pretty disappointed with it, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was an action movie that had uh, you know Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton in it, and for the most part, it was it was a popcorn flick, and I enjoyed it. It, not top five material, but definitely pretty good. Uh, my number five was Avengers Endgame. You know, like I just mentioned, it had the, the big moments. It kind of made time traveling work the best it could, but it was a lot of just feel good moments. And, you know, me being the creative person, I would have left it on everybody dying. But of course, you know, uh, I'm not Disney and I don't make billions of dollars off these characters. So it makes sense. But, uh, my, my prefer, my, my preferred movie was, the like you said the Thanos movie where everybody dies. Um, number four was Good Boys. This was surprisingly a lot better than I had expected. I saw it on the home market and I thought it was just going to be another super bad. But yeah, it had those moments where it just exceeded that and like just like oh like oh shit like that you know. But like multiple oh shit moments and just laughing and like you guys talked about just relating to 
you know, being 13 again and kissing girls and how that was like the biggest thing. And, you know, well, we didn't have drones back then, but still, it was very memorable. Uh, my number three is John Wick Chapter 3. I, you know, watching the first two, you'd figure, okay, they're going to run out of ideas on how to like have insane action scenes. But just like the knife scene and the horse chase, it just absolutely almost, it was so like crazy that I actually, Felt the final uh, fight scene was underwhelming and just it wasn't because of that fight scene wasn't good. It was just there was so much going on in the movie before it. I almost felt like I, I just had nothing left at the end of, the, of that movie. But uh, all three just all together are so fucking ridiculous. But, you know, it's just rejuvenated Keanu Reeves career and, um, you know, made... Uh, non-CGI action movies a thing again. I think it was great. Uh, my number two is Queen and Slim. What took you so long to respond to me? I sent you a very well-crafted message three weeks ago. And today, out of the blue, you hit me up asking if you want to grab dinner. What changed? I didn't feel like being alone. Not tonight. So you turned to Tinder. So what happens tonight? Did you think we were going to have sex? Nah, look at you. No. I thought we were going to hang out, maybe get to know each other. Field execute a turn signal back there. Go ahead and ask you to step out of the vehicle for me. Could you please hurry up? What did you say? It's just cold. Get on the ground! Keep your hands where I can see Why is he under arrest? What is your car. badge number? Chill, just chill! I'm reaching for my cell phone! Now let's go. Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, you stay Cop killers! Cop killers! It was self-defense. We're in the Black Mountain and Clyde. In the city breaking and everybody shaking up with the police. How you gonna outrun the police? We don't have to outrun them. We just have to make sure they don't know where we are. This is Kentucky, my friend. There's a war going on out there, and you welcome this into our home? Is this y'all? Y'all really gave us something to believe in. We need a death for real. Let them go! They got them in Black Panthers. Power to the people. All we can do is go forward. There is nothing back there for us. Let's just keep going. What if a guy wanted me to die and I messed up his plan? I don't think that's what he wanted. How you know? I just think you were meant to be here. I'm scared. It's all right. I'll be brave enough for the both of us. I'm taking you dancing. Let's go. You're willing to risk getting caught so we can dance? Hell yeah. Don't worry, you're safe here. I just want to let you know that I'm okay and that I love you. I want a guy to show me myself. I want him to love me so deeply. I'm not afraid to show him how ugly I can be. Thank you for bringing us this far. Thank you for this journey. Police! No matter how it ends. What do you want? I want to ride or die. Can I be your legacy? You already are. Queen and Slim starring uh, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, introducing Jodie Turner-Smith. This is her first starring role. And it's surprising because she does an amazing job. Both of them do an amazing job in it. And uh, I, I was able to score tickets. My girlfriend got tickets to the premiere. Just it just very moving and it just really affected me actually as uh, watching it. Not as much as, you know, you could see that. The dynamic, the the white people in the audience and the people of color, you could see the people of color were affected a bit differently. Uh, there was a scene, I had mentioned this in my earlier review, but there was a scene where uh, there was a black cop who saw them but let them go. 
And actually, the people of color like started clapping during that scene. It's just like a modern take on a Bonnie and Clyde, but, you know, talks about dynamics of being a person of color in the States and being, you know, stereotyped as a, you know, the the opening scene there when he, he got stopped is like, oh, he's got drugs in the car. He's got this and that. So I guess a lot of people of color can relate to parts of the storyline here. I'm probably not about shooting cops, but yeah, no, it was just really, really uh, modern, nice modern take on kind of like. Bonnie and Clyde, and definitely recommend you guys check it out on the home market if you haven't checked it out already. This is my number one. Can <gasps> <clears throat> <clears throat> you please stop bothering my kid? Sorry. Arthur. I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. In a world where everyone thinks they can do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say that again, pal. It's so awful, isn't it? For my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed. But I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? Is this a joke to you? Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Send in the clowns. This is my number one movie for the year. Uh, a memorable performance by Joaquin Phoenix. You know, it was just a great take on, you know, me- mental health issues that a lot of people are suffering today. Um, and I, you know, as a non-comic book kind of fan of DC, I thought it was a unique take on Joker's origin story. Just to have such empathy for like a murderer and a psycho and, you know, like, you put yourself in that guy's shoes and you're like, would I end up like that? You know? And, uh, yeah, it's a very touching movie and, uh, great performances. And it was my most memorable movie of the year. So it's my number one. Um, let's go into quickly one of, you know, some of our disappointments. I'll start. Uh, I just recently saw Ad Astra this afternoon, actually on the home market and was a little bit disappointed. Uh, for those who have seen it, 
Um, maybe you guys could chime in. I think Carp has seen it, but I just, it was like this long, drawn out, over dramatic sci fi movie. And I find it just kind of failed to deliver. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was what it was. I was just glad I didn't get Ladder 49. I was very worried it was going to turn into like a romance story. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't shit. So, yeah, I was just expecting more kind of sci fi ish. And instead of the, they, they just kind of, I find though the ending was rushed and, uh, but just like the visuals were, were stunning, even watching it on my TV. So I couldn't even imagine in the theater watch it like being on the moon and Mars and traveling like the space and all like the visuals must have been fantastic, uh, in the theater. Oh yeah. It was nothing to, to complain about visually. And like, even when they're on the moon, the whole silent part, cause yeah. you're not going to really hear stuff on the moon. So that was that was cool too, but generally, uh, I thought it could have been better. Agreed, Carp. Any disappointing movies for you this year? Uh, yeah, you're number five, Terminator: Dark Fate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's number Return my Linda honorable Hamilton. mention. Uh, Return of Linda, Linda Hamilton was I felt squandered. At the same time, they didn't help build the new, basically John character, like the new savior. I, I felt there was no build at all for her. It's like, oh, she's a Mexican girl and. Uh, she kind of stands up against the machine, but you only find that out much later, but there's no real reason why it, it, to me, it felt pointless. Uh, even, uh, Mackenzie Davis, like her character dying, it's like, what the hell? Like Arnie's always coming back. So maybe she could come back. There's also like retconned. Yeah. Despite three, four and five, not being that great. They retconned stuff that they maybe shouldn't have. It's, it was a whole pile of like disaster to me. So for what should have been good. No, it's I thought true. The whole, I thought the whole point of a lot of these term, this Terminator movie or like everything since two or three has been like, oh, uh, we fixed all this stuff in that movie. Oh, by the way, uh, that opens up a new timeline. Here we go. Here's a new timeline. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what they say. Now. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to put band aids on it. And yeah, like in retrospect, when Phil had mentioned that originally uh, in his his review, it's true. They just they did not hash out the the new characters enough and i think that might have been with the expectation of this performing better and they were going to be they're going to draw it out into some kind of trilogy and it just unfortunately flopped and we're not going to see it yeah, yeah it's it's done just like uh what was the one that just cats it's lost like a hundred million dollars <laughs> yeah, so. cats yeah uh heavy any disappointing movies you want to discuss uh, one honorable mention that I, I want to bring up, it was it was a really great movie, and we all looked over it, and that would be Gone Girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to let that die. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Starring um, who? I don't know. Um, same two people, except they're older. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was um, basically going to be almost the exact same movie. Just to piss you off. <laughs> and that's like the subtitle, just to piss him off. <laughs> Fuck you, old school. <laughs> just at the end, after all the credit roll, and like, we'd like to thank these countries, uh, these provinces, these cities just before, and go fuck yourself, Mr. Old School. That'd be great if somebody made like a fuck you movie just to piss somebody off. I'm sure it's been done. Uh, for me, like, I, I be, I'm careful of what I go in to watch. And so I don't, there's nothing that I'm just like, oh my God, this was, this was horrible. And I, I do feel like I'm more optimistic than both of you combined. But, oh yeah. Uh, two that I'll say that maybe I don't want to say disappointed, but let's say that they're towards the bottom of my list for one reason or another. Hellboy's one, it was okay, but it was kind of halfway forgettable. We were just going because we had 
Cinemia at the time. That's right around the time I think it canceled. So it was like, well, let's just go see it. Fuck it. It's it's a ticket we technically paid for. Let's go, let's go see it. And then the other one, it's not necessarily it was a bad movie, but being the type of fan that I am, I was critiquing half of it and going like, that's wrong. That's wrong. Well, that shouldn't be there. That's wrong. That's wrong. And that's fighting with my family. A lot of the page stuff, the fact that they rewrote what, what their version of NXT was. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, her first match, she debuts and wins the title. It's like, no, she was NXT Women's Champion at the time and all this kind of stuff. And there's even little things that they would use. Like there was, there was a WrestleMania poster in one of the offices. And I, I looked at it like while watching the movie and said, nope, that didn't happen yet. That shouldn't be there. Nope. Gone. Yeah. So that that's where I would I'd put that one. But like I was recently just talking about it and the family part that it's supposed to be focused on, I like, think that part was great. I have no knock towards it, but just being a wrestling fan, it was just critiquing like those aspects of it. Awesome. Let's discuss some stuff coming up in 2020. Should I just start throwing out names of movies and we discuss or I mean, uh, two yeah, of yeah. us, two of us did a top five. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, I mean, we can do that. I guess we'll uh, throw I mean, your top five. That's a no. Like, mine was kind of a desperate last-minute top five because it's like, oh, there's so many more than five movies I need to see this year. Hell, there's two movies just after this recording is supposed to be out that I'm hoping I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, Heavy, if you want to do your top five and then we'll discuss other ones, no problem. Go for it. Okay. A um, few honorable mentions. Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. I, Coming I, to... Oh, man. Just... uh. Just the nostalgia of it all, the ridiculousness of the fact that they're actually doing this. I also have this in my top five of wanting to see this year. Cool. For me, it's more of an honorable mention. Uh, Coming to America, that's right now slated towards the end of 2020. Maybe gets pushed into 2021. I have no idea, but that could be really good. I mean, let's... Have you seen Eddie Murphy's SNL appearance? No, I haven't recorded, but look, kids, a falling star. I'm actually bitter on David Spade's part of how much of a bitch Eddie Murphy is on that. Yeah, no, but it seems like he's kind of worked past it. And unlike the uh, SNL 40th, where he refused to do older characters, he does go back to the well. And it's kind of like he's he's kind of pushing that to the side, re- trying to rejuvenate the career and going to the, the well to the older stuff. I can tell yeah. you the SNL is probably one of my favorites of the last five years. I could probably believe that because I, I was thinking my favorite was the one of the last times Justin Timberlake hosted. And that was, I think, over five years ago. But that was like a really, really good one. And they, they like first half of the show, they brought back a lot of like older characters. And anyway, not going down that rabbit hole. Another honorable mention, uh, Candyman. They're coming out with another fucking Candyman movie. Don't say it again. Don't say it again. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious about that one. And going into my top five actually starts off with a movie that doesn't have a working title. And that is just called on IMDb untitled saw project. Um, that's according to that is supposed to come out first half of the year. And I, I think it's going to get pushed back to October. Let's make sense of uh, the saw franchise. I don't care if it's getting rebooted, put it out in October. People love it. Uh, number four, another one that actually just got pushed back towards that area too. And I need to watch the movie from this year past year for it is godzilla versus kong i was really interested in that series i think it's gonna be great and i still need to watch godzilla king of the monsters number three a quiet place part two uh self-explanatory that was a really good first movie and the fact that they're coming out of the sequel and it is coming out there's a trailer out for it and everything 
that it's going to i think it's going to be really good and then well uh there's no mr rogers movie coming out and there's no big huge marvel avengers thanos ridden movie so my top two for what i'm looking forward to is a little bit different number two if you followed movies that i watched last year the invisible man the trailer for it looks amazing and if i I originally i guess i thought it wasn't universal but it is so this is like a maybe a last ditch effort to reboot the uh universal monsters the the dark universe but they're actually doing it just a little bit more modern not like oh it's going to be this big huge sky cloud and there's going to be all this terror oh no like it's be the invisible man that was one of my favorite universal monster movies i watched and number one well not an avengers movie but still quite predictable ghostbusters afterlife i am really really pumped for that movie and i can't wait till they get to a point here in a couple months where a month or two when they release another trailer and more promotional stuff and like it's just going to be 2016 all over again for me for the Ghostbusters nostalgia. And I think this movie is going to deliver uh, leaps and bounds uh, over what people kind of think it's going to do. And there's a lot of hate too coming from it that I, that I don't, uh, you know what I say that I don't get, but it's the internet, but it's like, they're actually doing what people want and they're still shitting on it. Well, cause the hate is like, well, you don't, you don't reward misogynist men like that. Like, okay, I get where they're coming from. There were some pieces of shit out there, but as a fan of, the Ghostbusters franchise and someone who didn't attack the first one, the fucking answer the call when it came out and really, really liked it and defended it to a lot of people. Don't categorize every fucking man who watched that movie or is a Ghostbusters fan. Yes, they're giving me what I wanted, but I was a hundred percent fine with what they were doing. It looked like they were building towards their own universe. And I thought that was really awesome. I was open to it where their mistakes. Fakes, yes. I think the thing that I can't remember whether I said on that episode or or whatnot, the one where I talked about a couple episodes ago, is the fact that Paul Feig is the reason why that movie really sucked. It had nothing to do with it being all women. It had nothing to do with any of that shit. It's the way he presented that movie just was not a Ghostbusters movie. Swing and a miss. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect towards you, but it just didn't work. And I think you had a cast that could have made that movie amazing, especially with me, somebody who was really, really down on Leslie Jones as a whole, like on SNL. Like I hated her every t- time she came on the screen. I just, it was fast forward material for me. But watching her in that movie and with Kate McKinnon, who I absolutely love, yeah, like those two back and forth and the, the being polar opposites of each other, I fucking fell in love with both of them for it. And I thought they were both amazing. So like, just like I said, I'm just looking forward to all that shit. And like, it's funny. Obviously, it would be my favorite coming out because I got Mr. Rogers stuff in this room. I got Thanos stuff in this room. And the only other big thing in here besides wrestling shit is Ghostbusters. Surprised you didn't mention the Eternals. Uh, that's all, all, no, I would say I, I got a list that's like on my, of what I want to see, but Eternals end of the year, not really big, even like the Black Widow thing, like I'm going to go see it, but it's going to be, I want to say, I don't even know like what to compare it to. What was the last May Marvel movie that Spider-Man wasn't as big hyped? Well, I I know one of our panelists wasn't all about Ant-Man. When that came out, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that uh, I was shitting release. on it hard. Yeah, that was later. I yeah, loved Eternals. It. I'm questioning uh, myself. I, I mean, think they're going to pull it off in the end. Uh, I'm still going to watch it. I, I mean, you got Kid Harrington on there, Angelina Jolie. She's a box office uh, draw, you know. So we need we need to see something. That's the thing. Like, we have yeah. nothing. 
yeah. for the movie. So it's just it's just a title right now. So like I think once we see stuff, it's like let's go back to when it was like, all right, we're gonna come out with Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> okay, sure, let's let's do this movie. Yeah, and that was whatever. fucking awesome. And then somebody thought it was gonna bomb. And- <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, so Black Widow, were you excited? No, I guess not. Eh? I actually want to see Black Widow. Oh, it's, mainly, it's, be, it's on mainly my list. because Hopper from uh, Stranger Things is like the evil Russian good bad guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he fucking looks awesome. Oh, which, is, which is hilarious, <laughs> given the fact that he was fighting Russians in Stranger Things. <laughs> it's the it's the unofficial like what happens between this last season of Stranger Things yeah. and the next season of Stranger Things. Totally makes sense to me, um, minus the time difference. No time to die. Are we excited? Uh I I feel like uh, he's just going to phone this one in because it's supposed to be his last one on his contract. <laughs> he's just going to like sit there and drink martinis and throw he's bombs. He's just like James Bond. Oh, this uh, tall black woman's also a double O. You could do the entire extra stuff and I'll just sit here drinking martinis. Yeah. Uh, I've never watched any of the other ones. It's one of those series much. I, I will, If I compare it to anything, it's like the Universal Monsters. I want to take the dive in, but I haven't found the official starting point And I don't know if they sell a James Bond box set, and obviously, if they did, uh, good- they do. I have a twenty Blu-ray disc set of the first twenty movies. Uh, the only one I'm missing is Spectre. How much did that run? Uh, one nineteen Canadian, about seven. That's about seven dollars American. <laughs> so just just look it up. I'm. It's just like Bond twenty or something. It's called. Oh yeah, I'll I'll look into that uh, eventually. Uh, but that's something. Like I said, I've always especially I, I never wanted to get into it until Skyfall came out, and I'm like, ooh. Like the song they pick with Adele and all that. Well, that's be- Skyfall. Oh, that's <laughs> Now I'm kind of curious of like who's going to be singing the the theme. Uh, Madonna's oh, coming back. Uh, well, it's going to be the guy playing the bad guy. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah, fuck. What's his name? Yeah. yeah he's uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, the guy who played Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, guy, he's yeah. a... He's Rakeem, supposed to be the main Rasim bad guy. Something. So I think it's he's going to pretend to be Freddie Mercury to sing the song <laughs> to be in the movie at the same time. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman, 1984. Yes. No, yeah. I, I also had a, a top five. Yeah. Oh, you know. fuck it. Go go for it. Yeah. Uh, Free Guy. It's where Ryan Reynolds is an NPC in a video game, and then he, like, cracks the code. <laughs> That's cool. That's a cool idea. Yeah. If you've seen the trailer, it looks hilarious action-filled, super fun, and it's Ryan Reynolds. So that, uh, The King's Man, the creation of The King's Man, okay. looks amazing from the trailer I've seen. 100% need to see it. And that, then That's halfway on my list. I need to get Amanda to watch the second movie because I haven't watched it at all. Well, actually, I gotta, gotta watch the first movie, then we gotta watch the second one. And then yeah. this. First, first movie's better than the second, but the second's still like, it has that whole King's Man, like crazy hype action, slow down scenes and stuff. It's It's... Golden Circle is a very enjoyable movie. Uh, and then there's one, and it's probably going to be directed DVD. It's called Color Out of Space. It's based on a HP Lovecraft short story about a meteorite that crashes into a town and starts causing all this like crazy shit going on. And Nick Cage is the lead actor in it. <laughs> so Done. I have to see it. <laughs> and he steals the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> well, being, um, well, I need to see Mandy. I've got it downloaded. I haven't oh, watched it. Good. Yeah, how do I have to, I see like a really big fucking horror movie before you did. What the fuck? I know. I know. I just haven't. Every time I'm like, ah, oh, watch it. Oh, there's something else I've missed. Oh, there's something else I missed. This I, week, I hope. But then again, it's not a real big horror movie. Yeah. It, it's a mind fuck. Yeah, that's like, why I, I need to see it. Apparently, I the joke, it's like, 
uh, knock, knock, who's there? Uh, blah, blah, blah from Chips. Okay, that's the joke. What? <laughs> I I kind of wish I could do drugs to watch that movie because like how like there's like some parts that are like so trippy and weird that I figured out if I was high, it'd be like amazing. Can't you get opioids from the corner store? I'm a truck driver and I have to take this <laughs> test a lot. So <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, okay, fine. Weed's weed's legal here, by the way. Um, Top Gun, Matt. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going to your top five. <laughs> No, 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 well, heavy set already, like, we already spoke, spoke about two of them already, right, okay, cool. so. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, I'm super excited for this. Oh. Uh, I don't know, I'm a little worried. What, you're worried they're not going to do another shirtless scene? Uh, well, yeah, obviously, because I need my homoeroticism or else the movie's going to suck. Yeah, no, great. Duh. That, uh, that's actually Kembo who's really worried about that, because I know he's like, oh, yeah, topless dudes in jeans. <laughs> I shit. don't I don't get the fa- like the people getting pissed off that the love interest is not coming back. She's like 80 and fucking disgusting looking. Um, I've heard you say certain actresses are super beautiful and uh, they're not. You know what? Beauty is subjective. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Well, what, uh, were your, what were your other two? Because you didn't we didn't really talk about it was black widow and ah shit i can't remember it now Uh, 2020 movies i know like come upcoming this weekend i want to see 1917 it looks awesome uh it wasn't bird of prey although i'm gonna see birds bray i'm gonna go see so many movies this year and wasn't a quite i'm still gonna see quiet place too ghostbusters as well yeah no i'm definitely looking forward to it too very nostalgic feel to it so. There's a lot coming out this year that I'm looking forward to. Sonic Venom the Hedgehog is supposed to be this year. Uh, there's this one called Antlers. Sonic the Hedgehog. The fact that they redid it after all the complaints, I think I have to give them my money. Yeah, same. Oh, uh, there's a Hansel and Gretel, uh, Gretel and Hansel like super dark remake. I got to see that. Uh, Fantasy Island remake. That's horror. Got to see that. Bad Boys coming back. Uh, let's see Conjuring. Don't care about. Bad Boys coming back. Halloween Kills. Uh, coming to America too. Bad Boys coming back. I still got to see the most recent Halloween. <laughs> Apparently, Morbius is supposed I, to come out this year. Am I mute or something? What's that? <laughs> Bad Boys coming back. Yeah, uh, we got Bloodshot for a reason. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Bill and Ted Face the Music was my other one. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little worried about New Mutants. It's supposed to be like a Marvel horror movie, so I don't know. I'm really, is, I'm kind of worried. Is it Disney? Or is uh, it yeah. No, well, shit. So it's what was really originally done, and then it was being edited, and then Disney got it, and they're like, "Yeah, the original cut, go back to that now." Oh, Venom Two, um, that's still yeah, Fox, though, right? Sony. Okay. Sony, yeah, that's Fox is now owned by uh, Disney. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else we got? Bad Boys for Life. I want to see the finale finally just, after all these I years. Just said that. An- Annabellum. There's this um, old school's favorite uh, director. He's got a movie coming out called oh. Tenet. Nolan. Yeah, Nolan. Oh, nice. Directed and produced by Nolan. Cool. I'll check that out. Uh, let's see. A secret agent is tasked with preventing World War III through time travel. Well, um, I hope he gets to uh, prevent... Uh, never mind. I'm going to stop. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, already out of, it's already out of date. Yeah. The fictional movie's out of date before it comes yep. out. Yep. I think that's it, eh? For 2020? Those are the main... Uh, well, that's it for now. I yeah. mean, there's still a lot that could be coming out. Yeah. Because there's... Um, an article on the 66 most anticipated movies for 2020 on Rotten Tomato. Uh, the Grudge, which was a failure. Uh, oh, Doolittle's coming out this year, too. Yeah, early. The movie uh, that 
uh, I, one movie I want to see that I've only seen one trailer for, and I was like, it really piqued my interest, but it's one of those trailers you can't exactly tell what's going on, is Annabellum. It's the plot written by Lionsgate on IMDb says successful author Victoria finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. Is that the one that they're supposed to call uh, Mandela Effect, which looks terrible? I'm not 100% sure. Like, uh, it looks yeah. like th- it's a movie where there's like slaves in it, mm-hmm. but it's m- also part modern. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yep. One I want to see that's coming out in... Uh... Nationwide January is The Gentleman by Guy Ritchie, Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnanen, Hugh Grant, Colin Farrell, and Henry Golding. It's uh, it's like gangster action movie in Britain. Um, Matt McConaughey's like uh, a weed dealer. Uh, let's see. Birds of Prey's coming out. The Mulan remake. Uh, the Mul- yeah, the Mulan live action. Which I want to see because I've actually never watched the original. So I'm going to watch the original and this kind of back to back. Uh, there's one called Bloodshot, Vin Diesel, Isaac Gonzalez, who's Bloodshot, he's based on a comic book assassin, okay, Quiet Place 2, we've already mentioned, uh, Antebellum, here we go, okay, so it sounds like she's in a, like an alternate reality of slavery area, America, in the South, huh. yeah, history of David Copperfield, Legally Blonde 3, ooh, yeah, I think we've run most of them, yeah, okay, awesome, so that's gonna be our 2019 review, our uh, discussion of upcoming movies in 2020. Let's get our plugs and final thoughts. Hey, um, Justin. Why don't you give a little programming note? Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be recording a little bit less frequently, given the fact that I've kind of lost passion for the show. Uh, Listeners, so- stop laughing. I, I know these don't come out as fast. <laughs> don't laugh Because he said we're not going to do them as frequently. Stop it. I know. Um <laughs> No, it's gonna be more like the big, the big hype summer movies or something we want to discuss. We'll be releasing, but yeah, it's not going to be on like a fixed schedule, kind of like your hanging with heavy. Because old school lost his smile. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of lost my passion. I mean, we've been doing this thing for eight years now, so you know, I've I've, I've had a good run with it. I mean, we we went uh, weekly. Like, remember that era? Yeah, you were putting this thing out instantly almost like like the next day yeah and then uh, maybe he, he, to- you know what you know what's changed in his life since he's given up on all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> he lost a lot of weight um he got a speeding stick in buffalo uh, <laughs> uh, uh, i think finally somebody's touching him again that's why there you go now <laughs> i got <laughs> some, i actually have something to do during the, day, <laughs> during the week yeah i mean it kind of sucks we're not gonna do it as much but I don't know, like the if we go like let's go back to the beginning. We used to start this show with like, hey, what have you been watching? Yeah. Like that <laughs> I mean, granted, that used to be like the first half hour of the show. You well let's it just having, you know, figuring out what the layout was gonna be, because we I've never done a podcast before. So it's like, okay, let's try this, let's try this, you know, and it kind of merged and went into different thing. We did like retro reviews, we did all kinds of shit. Lie like um oh, live shit. Yeah, the the room, listening to the, watching the room. That was the, like, last time you lost your smile. Because then we were going to like, oh, we're going to get together. We're going to, we're going to watch this movie together. Let's start off with this one called The Room. Or no, we didn't start with that. We started with with, uh, Kung Fury. Kung Fury, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, let's go to The Room. It's like, all right, cool. Like, the only thing that I benefited from that 
was I got to learn stuff. Like I didn't, there was no real reaction from me. Cause it was just like, I've never seen this movie. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And then, and then you will we'll be like, Oh, do you, do you see that guy? You see the guy? Do, does he look familiar? No. Yeah. That's because they changed his role in the middle of the movie. I've never heard that anywhere else, but him, like I believe it. Yeah. Now he's but, like watching the movie the first time with him too. He would do that. And you're like, Oh, what the fuck is this? And then, you know, after a while learning more about the movie and, you know, some people are just like, like my girlfriend watched it and she's like, this is dumb. I'm not watching this again. But like, for whatever reason, I got into it and I started like doing all kinds of research and then <laughs> listening to the audio book, which I think got me more into it. Now doing the live like the watching it live with the fans and I like kind of Rocky horror esque. So it got me more into it, I guess. But yeah, I, I get it. The first time you watch it, like what the fuck is this? So your my, first experience was with, with us. My fiance's brother's friend was over for, I think this was Christmas or something. And she was like, yeah, I like, I like really bad movies. And I'm like, have you heard of the room? She goes, "No." I'm like, "Oh, let me tell you about the room." <laughs> yeah, and I started off with that little bit tid, my little tidbit about the fact that yeah, there's this character that halfway through the movie that you know gets recast, and you don't really know. It's just all of a sudden there's a dude who shows up and acting like he knows everybody with no explanation. Yeah, different character. And then I guess now it's it's no longer streaming. It's no longer on YouTube. Because I forget, I think we watched it, like, wasn't it like Netflix? Uh, I think so, or I might have given you the link. I don't remember now. It's been so whatever, long. Whatever it was, like, now, like, Tommy was has like, oh, I'm going to get you by my movie now because the disaster artist is okay. So I was trying to, like, find, like, a place for her to stream it. But I'm like, if you, like, buy it, it's still it's fucking hilarious. Or I even said, if you could find the live showing. Like and I explained, like some of the things they do for live showings. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was great. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a little more infrequently, but we'll we'll still be around, but just uh, a couple times a year. Heavy set. Let's get your plugs and final thoughts. Uh, Justin, sorry, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm you know still at Heavy Set three three zero wrestling cheers going going very very strong over 150 episodes now. Really interested in what's going to come in 2020. Like I mentioned on. The last episode of this that did come out quick. It came out just under the deadline, even though the pod bean is set to freaking uh, GMT time. So, yeah, I get it. According to that, you didn't. But to us on the East Coast, you at least made it. So I, I give you that. But, yeah, like I said, uh, I got the interview with Vita Scott coming up. About the air, I've already recorded it. And I'm really, like I said, interesting what 2020 is going to bring. AIW is blowing the fuck up and if you're not a part of the streaming service i don't know if you can get in canada or not you should be able to independentwrestling.tv is is really gaining a lot of traction right now getting a lot more promotions and they just did a merger with smart mark video and that's going to bring a lot to the platform so highly suggest people to check it out and that's kind of kind of like that's kind of pretty much it of everything i got i have going on i did do rare hanging with heavy not too long ago debating on doing some more soon it's just depends on time and right now it's just that it's a dead spot of the year with winter and everything so we'll we'll see how it goes carp what do you got all beer inside uh, uh well uh personally at myself at killer carpet diem on both twitter and instagram at all beer inside on twitter and instagram mixmaster phil takes care of the instagram that's why you get fantastic stories 
Uh, as for us, YouTube, Friday, noon, Eastern Standard Time, you will get a new episode of All Beer Inside Interviews. Coming up, should be out by the time this is out, Conspiracy Theory Brewing out of Ottawa and a beer store, our first time interviewing a beer store uh, to see how that goes. Like I said, Friday, every noon, uh, we still do our monthly when we can, when old school doesn't have a cold recording of All Beer Inside, the audio portion where we get together and we're a bunch of drunken assholes to each other. So come give us a listen, allbeerinside.com and click on that Amazon link on the right hand side of the page. Awesome. Uh, yeah, check that out. Um, I'm very, very, I'm looking forward to that conspiracy brewing thing because I remember when we first went to Ottawa and bought literally out of the guy's house. So it's cool. It'll be cool to see that come full circle. Come March. It will be ready. Restaurant and brewery. Nice. Yeah, no, we definitely got to go and check that out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for Justin and Carp, this is Old School saying thank you very much for listening. All right. Thanks, guys. So long. Farewell. (laughs) We're not ending the show. (laughs) Let's tell tell the summer. Arms of the angels. We got to play some, uh, what's it called? Uh, shit. Tell like that super emotional story. And say that you won't go. That's some Enya. I'll get some Enya going on at the end. And no, you got to do Boys to Men, uh, <laughs> that super emotional song there. All right, I'll make love to you. But, yeah. End of the road? Uh, All right, we'll figure it out. I think so. All right, thanks, guys. In a world where most movies are just okay, one film will be so bizarre, so upsetting, and so aggressively bad, the sheer amount of suck will collapse in on itself like a dying star and explode in a supernova of unintentional genius. The Room. Tommy Wiseau stars in, writes, produces, and directs a film that puts the passion in Passion Project. Financed by a rumored $6 million of his own mysterious fortune and featuring three long minutes of his own mysterious butt cheeks, he's a man with a singular vision, a unique personal style, and a powerful message to share with the world. Maybe it's okay to give up on your dreams. How can they say this about me? I don't believe it. I show them. Journey to B-roll of San Francisco and meet Johnny, your everyday all-American Dracula. You know, people don't have to say it. They can feel it. Sometimes his emotions run hot. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Sometimes he's so cold it's like he forgets he's on camera. But he always finds time to laugh at the little things. Anything for my princess. <laughs> <laughs> or laugh for no particular reason. <laughs> or laugh at things you really shouldn't be laughing at. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> Dude, what part of that is funny? Experience a story that at its core is a really simple love triangle where Johnny is engaged to Lisa, his wife of the future. You're my future wife. Lisa's your future wife. After all, she's my future wife. But she doesn't love him. I don't love Johnny anymore. I don't love him anymore. I don't love him anymore. 
but I don't love him. So she sleeps with Mark, his best friend. Johnny's my best friend. Johnny's my best friend. Johnny's my best friend. I know. He's your best friend. But set that aside, because the room has enough dangling plot threads to weave a blanket, like this endless, unexplained game of tuxedo football, Johnny's promotion at whatever his job is, these two friends who randomly appear and disappear throughout the movie, this drug deal that's never mentioned again. Where's my f***ing money, Denny? And the most casual eye of cancer of all time. I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. You, uh, you gonna react to that? No? Okay, cool, cool. Most movies cut straight to the interesting parts, but The Room is not most movies, where if a man makes a tape, you get to see him set up the equipment. If two friends have lunch, you see what everyone in front of them ordered. And I'll take some uh, cheesecake and a coffee. Okay, once you guys have a seat, we'll have that right out for you. Hi, how are you doing? Hi. How are you doing? What would you like? Can I get a bagel americano? Sure. Great, sure. I'm going to get a slice of cheesecake and a bottle of water. Yeah, sounds good. Once you guys have a seat, we'll have that right out for you. Oh, hi, Susan. Oh, wow. hi, Johnny. And if a man gives his fiance flowers, you'll see exactly how that financial transaction went down. Spoiler alert, it was weird. How much is it? It'll be $18. Keep go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Do you like sex? Well, not for long, because you're about to watch an alien's approximation of human lovemaking, where a little man playing a little boy tries to join a threesome. Threes are crowd. <laughs> These two randoms act like toddlers while they do it. Arms up. And Johnny does his best to penetrate the area around Lisa's belly button. <laughs> Just close your eyes when the R&B comes on. Trust us. So enjoy this real-life version of Springtime for Hitler that's the pinnacle of So Bad It's Good Filmmaking, spawning midnight movie screenings, Oscar-caliber films about its creation, and the enduring mystery of who Tommy Wiseau is, where he's from, where his money comes from, and how old he is. But some mysteries are probably better left unsolved. We've seen the guy's taint. I don't need to know any more. Starring Football Spoon Art Entrances and exits. Oh, hey guys. I have to go now. Hey. Oh, hey, hey guys. I've got to go. Oh, hi, Mark. I gotta go. Oh, hi, Mark. I have to go. Oh, hi, Danny. I have to go now. Oh, hey, Lisa. I better be going. Oh, hey, Peter. I gotta go. Oh, hi, Danny. I gotta go. Oh, hi, Michael. Oh, God, I have to run. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about Johnny. He's just being a big baby. Generalizing about women. Women change their minds all the time. You think girls like to cheat like guys do? They never say what they mean and they always play games. Sometimes they're just too smart, sometimes it's flat out stupid, other times they're just evil. Falling for no reason. <laughs> Lisa doesn't want to talk about it. I don't 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 want to talk about it. Focus! 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 And chicken? Just a little chicken. Chip, 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 The room, not room, the room. Very different.
I like to think Lisa's mom isn't playing a character. She's just a lady who wandered in and started commenting on what she saw. What are these characters doing here? How many people come in and out of this apartment every day? This is worse than Grand Central Station.